Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listeners, welcome back to A Pod of Their Own. This is episode 142 of A Pod of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-hosts, Linda Sarovich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Maggie Wigan. Hello, Maggie. Hi, Allison. I am back. <laughs> I, I took last week Yay. off. Um, Yay, and now I'm back. welcome back. We missed you. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got to have a crossover episode with Brian. Um, and that that's very fun for our listeners. I, I always enjoy when we get to do our little crossover episodes with other Mason Avenue pods. It's very fun. Um, but yeah, since I've been gone, since you've been gone, um, <laughs> the Mets... Say- one two out of three the Mets one two out of three from the Brewers um <laughs> and the A's uh and head into play today one game up on the Braves for the division lead however <laughs> the Braves and the Nationals are currently tied um as we record this I think still tied um as we record this on Tuesday night and the Mets are currently losing by a skinny run against the Miami Marlins. Uh, it is the fifth inning right now in the Marlins-Mets game as we record. And, oh, the Braves went up 4-2. to two. Very cool. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, yeah, if these well, results hold that, take long. that are currently in place, the Mets and Braves would be tied for the division lead. Um, no, thank you. Yep. No, yeah, thank you. I it's... It's a lot, you guys. This is a lot. 
yeah it's and yeah the weather is not really cooperating either <laughs> right um so obviously the Mets and the Braves will this weekend play each other in what's basically going to decide the division let's be real at this point um it's uh it's there's supposed to be a hurricane that's gonna hit it already made landfall like in in cuba i believe and it's on track to hit florida and georgia as well um and so the weather is looking very iffy there were conversations about moving the series out of atlanta someplace else but like miami (laughs) but they have not materialized um the braves seem to think that saturday is the only day that looks like a washout and they can and and the mets and the braves can play a doubleheader on sunday that was the latest they may be the only humans on the planet who think that based on my extremely unscientific reading of the internet right like yeah I, i don't know like i have i have a coworker in florida who's like who like you know I would I was emailing her about a meeting and she was like I'm preparing to not be able to attend any meetings Thursday and Friday because I'm preparing to not have power. Yeah, and I was like a friend cool. of mine. A friend of my mom's son is supposed to get married just north of Atlanta on Saturday. Oh no! And yeah, that's not looking good either. <laughs> that's not ideal. that is that is not not the day that you want for that. No, when the wedding's outside. I think the wedding was outside. (laughs) The wedding was outside. Um, Congratulations. I hope you have a wonderful life together. (laughs) They say it's good luck. So what's a hurricane? I was going to say rain is good luck, but what does a hurricane mean? That could either mean like an abundance of good luck or something entirely different, depending on what your outlook is. Yeah. I don't know what they're rolling on this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, we look that forward series, to finding out that series that will likely determine <laughs> the winner of the NL East is in serious jeopardy. We shall see what happens. Uh, by the time we next record, that series will have occurred or not, I suppose, and we will have like a likely division winner. Um, so heading into this Brave series, aside from like what the standings will be exactly, when from the Mets perspective, there's like some good news and some bad news. Um, the good news is, is that Max Scherzer's back from the injured list and looking great. Um, he's had two really good starts uh, since coming back. Obviously, his first start back, he threw six perfect innings <laughs> and, you know, under normal circumstances would have been allowed to continue uh, toward a pursuit of a perfect game. However, it was his first start back from the injured list. So he's pulled after six innings. Um, and then he had another really good start over the weekend um, on Sunday. And so he looks great. Um, and the other good news is that Tyler McGill and Drew Smith were both activated from the injured list. Um, you know, they, uh, McGill and Smith have had like mixed results since returning, but at least it's like reinforcements in the bullpen. That's always good. Um, the Mets have needed that, uh, desperately. Um, the bad news is that Jacob deGrom had his worst start maybe ever on Saturday. That was ugly. That was not good to watch at all. That sucked, quite frankly. Yeah, I didn't see that game, and I'm pretty glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell, Jay? Be yeah, glad that was there. very rude. Excuse me. Very, very rude. Um, and especially against the A's. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, as, soon like, as, as soon as Gary starts talking about how, like, some team is 
like the worst in 16 years and on base percentage or something. You just know some poor Met is about to get his ass handed to him. Yeah. Well, the last, yeah, the last crappy Marlins game that happened when they got their asses kicked in by the Marlins, Gary went on and on the whole game about how bad they were at hitting. And I was like, Gare, (laughs) enough. You're killing me, man. (laughs) Like, oh, the very, very offensive starved Marlins. Always put on a showing against the Mets. Yeah, none of that ever matters against the Mets. Like, hasn't hasn't Gary learned this by now? It's it's the Marlins in September. You have to expect the worst. Yeah, and Carlos Carrasco is is Tom Glavening very strongly out here. Uh, Yikes. Can we just never play the Marlins in September ever again? I'm so over it. Yeah, but that would involve, like lots of season deciding series against the Phillies and stuff, which I'm not oh. sure I, I like that either. But you Yeah, know. that scenario is no 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 good either. But yeah, there's, but there's they no winning the that Phillies, one. They, they did well against the Phillies yeah, this year. Yeah, they did. It's they true. did this year. Even if they always play the stupidest games against them, they at least <laughs> win most of them. Yeah, because usually somehow the Phillies are stupider. Yes, yes. Well, the Phillies are also fucking useless. Can't rely oh, on them. Phillies. Can't rely on the rest of the NL East for anything. This is this is the lesson, <laughs> folks. Absolute most useless division in baseball. <laughs> Cannot rely on the rest of the NL East for anything. Not the not the Marlins. Not the Nationals. Not the Phillies. Nope. None they of them. They are not your why friends, people. Only, why is it only against the Mets? Like they play hard against the Mets and then like play sh- like shit against it with the Braves. Like why? How is that fair? I don't know. the The Nationals are like they're they're within division record is something that must be record setting because I mean they're a historically bad team this year already, but like. If you look at the splits between their their only if you look at their like non NL East record, it's like only like mm, like maybe it's less than ten games under five hundred. I think just and like regular terrible and not holy god, how is this allowed to exist? But they're like forty <laughs> games under five hundred against the NL East. Jesus Christ, man. it's like so <laughs> bad. It's it's something else. Um. But yeah, regarding DeGrom, I guess like the silver lining that I take from it is that he didn't look like a guy who was injured. Like it was different than his his starts like last year when you were like, oh, he's still hurt. It didn't look like that because like he looked uncomfortable, but in a different way, it was mostly the mound like that he seemed uncomfortable with the mound in Oakland. Like he kept like clawing at it with his cleats and looking down at it and I've been told by people who know more about this than I do that the mound in Oakland is notoriously bad and he seemed to have like issues with it so that was like part of it and also he was really pissed off at Angel Hernandez <laughs> for squeezing I don't know, him but like Jake's been good but he's turned into a five and dive guy which is kind of concerning yeah I mean like the sixth inning, he completely like sucks. He just doesn't <laughs> I mean, have the endurance. The yet. Game. He's pitched he, half a season. He's yeah, but I don't know. Like that's not great going into the postseason. 
yeah, I do. That does not inspire me with confidence that he can like pitch seven shutout innings in the playoffs suddenly. Like, and then what do you do? You do you, like bring in Taiwan Walker? Do you I bring mean, in Trevor Williams. That's a conversation. That's what like one of the things I I wrote a piece about this this week on Amazing Avenue about like which starter between Carrasco and Walker. Obviously, this predates this this start from Carrasco tonight, which adds to his crappy <laughs> starts of late. Um, but like which of Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker has the better case to be the Mets' fourth starter in the postseason. And once they make that decision, like, how do you use the other guy? Like, do you piggyback them off of each other? Do you use Walker as an opener for Carrasco because Carrasco has such struggles in the first inning and Walker doesn't do terribly well the third time through the order? Do you piggyback one of them off of Jake, like Linda mentioned, because Jake doesn't seem to be, like, fully, fully stretched out to go seven or eight yet? Like, what is... It's an interesting dilemma that the Mets find themselves in with their playoff rotation. See, it sucks because when both Walker and Carrasco are on, they're both really good. But when they're both off, they're both really bad. Yes. Yeah. Although I feel like we've seen more just... I think I feel like we've seen just a higher percentage of flops from Carrasco lately. Like... It feels like for a solid month, he's been unpitchable almost half his starts. Right. Right. Yeah. The problem is, is that like you want to say, like, go with the hot hand here um, and just go with Walker because Carrasco has struggled so mightily of late. Um, But then Walker, like historically, has struggled in the second half. Um I mean, we remember this from 2021 where he was an all-star and then the second half he was awful. Um, And then this year too, it hasn't been as stark, but he's been worse in the second half than in the first half this year. Um, And then you also look at their splits. um, Because like if you look at their season wide numbers in 2022, they're essentially equivalent pitchers. There's like no clear difference between them um carrasco does strike out more batters so that's something you might want to consider in a postseason start um walker is more of a contact oriented pitcher um they walk guys at basically the same rate they have basically the same era same number of innings pitched but um carrasco has struggled way way more against over 500 teams than Taiwan walker has um and it's like fairly significant i mean obviously almost any pitcher's splits are going to be worse against better teams it just stands to reason that that's logical that's going to happen but carrasco's splits between like bad teams and good teams are much starker he has like a seven era against over 500 teams this year whereas uh taiwan walker's taiwan walker's is more like 5.1 um which is not good but like that's you know more more reasonable it's only like you know a run and a half higher than his like season era whereas carrasco is like three runs higher than his season era more than three runs higher um so you're saying they're not going to be facing below 500 teams in the playoffs hmm yeah Mm. unfortunately unfortunately there's no washington nationals awaiting us in the damn it (laughs) plan foiled Um, 
so yeah, it's an interesting decision. And like, it might just end up being based on matchups. It might just end up being like, they, like the problem is, is that they, they haven't figured out whether Carrasco actually needs an opener or not, because they haven't really tried that with him. Would have been nice to try. I could see I could see them starting Walker and him pitching like two innings and then maybe Carrasco pitching like four innings in the middle of the game. But who who can say? Who Who knows? It'll be one of life's great mysteries. And the other issue is that, like, you know, you you look to the you look to the bullpen and who's going to be in the bullpen in the postseason. And your long relief options, there are three of them. And I'm not sure the Mets carry all three in Tyler McGill, um, David Peterson, and, uh, oh my God, and Trevor Williams. Um, And you're going to have one of Carrasco or Walker in there as well. And to me, the logical thing to do, if you're not going to piggyback them or piggyback one of them with Jake or whoever, is to use them as a fireman the way that they used like John Neese and Bartolo Colon in the 2015 postseason because you just they are simply better pitchers than those other than those other long man options. There's a reason why those guys are not in the rotation and Carrasco and Walker are Carrasco and Walker's recent struggles aside, they are still better pitchers than David Peterson. It's just true. Yeah. And so to me if you are the Mets and you have very few high leverage relief options behind Edwin Diaz and Adam Ottavino, I actually trust Carlos Carrasco more to get a strikeout in a high leverage spot than I trust, you know, any like and basically anybody beyond Seth Lugo, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but I don't think they're going to use so- them that way. Yeah, for me, it's also how do you solve a problem like Tyler McGill, too? Like, his past pedigree is fine, but is the pitcher he is now worthy of a bullpen spot? Like, he hasn't pitched all season. Yeah, like, is Tyler McGill going to make this postseason roster? I'm not sure if he is. No, yeah. and he struggled in in his appearances. So I don't know if you can just give it to him by default. I don't think he's done anything to warrant it. But then again, do you go on past pedigree, like because he was good previously? But I don't know. I don't know if you can take that risk. And can you take that risk with David Peterson? I don't know either. Yeah. But like, they seem to think that you need him because your only other lefty is Joely Rodriguez. And yeah, like, I think Peterson gets it just by default at yeah, that point. Yeah, I guess. Because he's a lefty. I guess. But, man, sure would have been nice if somebody back in July had suggested that they try to do something about their bullpen situation. Yeah. Would have been nice. Wild how nobody came up with that idea. And neither Trevor Mm. May nor Drew Smith, since coming off the injured list, have inspired confidence, really. No. I mean, Trevor May is a guy who you probably turn to when you need a strikeout because he does strike guys out, but he also gives up bunches of hits and walks. (laughs) In addition to having high strikeout numbers. Um, so, like, I just, I don't know. It's it's an interesting, I mean, in some ways, in, in, the, in, in the sense of starting pitchers, it's a good problem to have because it means all their starters are healthy. And you're, like, the Mets starting rotation matches up against any other, I'm convinced. I mean, obviously, 
little worried about Jacob deGrom and his ability to go deep into games. But when you just look at the Mets rotation matched up against other postseason teams, the Mets have just as good of a rotation as anybody else. All of them are healthy. They're making a choice between two guys who would be the number two or the number three on many other teams to be their number four and putting the other one in the bullpen. That's a really nice luxury to have. But on the flip side, the middle of the Mets bullpen is like very bad. <laughs> now, when you wrote your article, did you happen to look up if Walker or Kraska, like how they fare against lefties? I did not look at then, handedness splits, no. Because then maybe they could just be your... Yeah, like I, like, I don't know, man. If Freddie Freeman's coming up with the tying run on oh. base... I don't want Joely Rodriguez in there in the seventh inning, but that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> that's what's happening. Freddie Freeman it's, gone back. Here come comes to terms. Charlie. Come to terms with Joely Rodriguez in the seventh inning of a playoff game because it's happening. Yes, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. It's no. happening in a big, big way. Um, no. <laughs> and so we already talked about the postseason rotation and the bullpen a little bit. I want to talk about the bench, too, because that's another interesting thing. I think we've got yeah. a few givens here. Obviously, I know that he's not been great lately, but but he's heated up a little bit in the past like week or two. Daniel Vogelbach's a given because he is the long side of the DH platoon. Yes. Um, Luis Guillorme, yeah. obviously a given. He is integral yeah. to this team, plays every – he's your utility infielder and plays every infield position well. Um, and Naquin. Tyler Naquin. Your fourth, uh, well, I guess it's going to be fifth outfielder, um, and so he is—he's essential. I, you, there's only room for ba- if you're going to carry the number of bullpen arms, and that's probably going to carry. There's only room, I think, if my math is right, for one of Ruff or Vientos to make this playoff roster. Now, and then both baby, of them are bad options. Shot. Oh, but there's an outside shot. Baby comes back too. I suppose. I'm not sure the Mets would trust him on a playoff roster when he's like barely had any major league experience and he's coming off an injury. I'm not sure that they would do that with him. Um, Unless someone else gets hurt, which Lord, it is the Mets. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Anything is possible. But yeah, like there's room for only one of Darren Ruff or Mark Vientos and neither of them inspire confidence. (laughs) Can I go rogue and just say Terrence Gore? (laughs) I mean... You, there's you know an what? argument for him. You there know what? Is. There I think is. there is a better than 50% chance that Terrence Gore makes this playoff roster because I would agree. His, his skill yeah. set is extremely valuable for the playoffs. Yeah. And what doesn't he have something like three World Series ring? Yeah. Because he all he's he's <laughs> literally a specialized pinch runner. That is his whole thing. Um and like I'm sorry, he's already provided more value to the Mets than Darren Ruff. It's true. Yeah, he sure has. Um, like, in like, a, would you want, like, if you're an opposing team, and let's say you walk Daniel Vogelbach by accident to lead off the inning in, like, the ninth inning, do you want to see Terrence score on those base paths in, like, a close game in the ninth inning? Heck no. That's, like, that's this, a weapon that not many teams huge would weapon. have. Especially if uh, any games go into extras and you get that ghost runner. Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually almost a given that Terrence Gore makes the playoff roster. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, do they just like carry neither Ruff nor Vientos? But you can't because you can't not have 
that pinch hitting ability late in the game. Can where you have Naquin on Naquin, I suppose, yes. Yeah, I suppose you could bat Naquin. But then, like, someone, like, it's, like, Naquin, then it has to be in the field somewhere. Hmm. You'd have to take out someone else. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's... Get on it, Buck. It's an interesting... Yeah, they have, they have some interesting costs. Figure it out. And obviously, a lot is contingent on, like, we still don't know if Starling Marte will be ready. Like, we pray he will be. Like, please, God. But, like, we don't know. Um, he's progressing. They said that the images showed healing and positive improvement, but like he can only go if he can go. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I mean, most of the playoff roster is obviously set, but the Mets have some calls to make on the periphery. So it'll be interesting to see, um, what they do, which, and I keep having to remind myself. Like, I know that you guys talked about this last week because we're not going to go over the clinching the playoff spot thing again. But I keep having to remind myself, it sucks that we can't truly enjoy the fact that the Mets are going to the playoffs because we have this extremely stressful divisional race still. Um, But, you know, they are going to the playoffs. So it's very cool. Um, And some other exciting things happened this week, even if, you know, Things are things might be stressful for the division, even if they don't win the division. That would be a huge letdown. But some other exciting things happened this week in the fact that Pete Alonso broke the all-time single-season RBI record for the Mets, which is very, very cool. Yay! Yes, he Go did. Pete. Go Pete. Pete's had an amazing September. Um, he's taken over for Eduardo Escobar as Dollars for Dingers King, as we knew, knew he probably would. Uh, <laughs> Eduardo Escobar was the dark horse um, and a very exciting surprise uh, Dollars for Dingers contributor. But obviously, Pete Alonso. We still love you, Eduardo. Yes, we do. Eduardo Escobar has been a key contributor to Dollars for Dingers this year. Um, but Pete has taken over the number one position again. Which she's um, just going to do. That's yeah. Pete for you. Yep. And he is. Yeah, it's just, he can't help himself. And he's still tied for like the, he's tied for, with Aaron Judge for the overall RBI lead in baseball. And I mean, I'm not going to be one of those, like, one of those cranks who just thinks about RBIs and is like, Pete Alonso should be the NL MVP. But I will tell you right now that Pete Alonso is going to get MVP votes. And he's he should win, which yeah. he shouldn't win, but he's gonna get MVP votes. Lindor is gonna get them too. Lindor and yep. Lindor should get them. Lindor, because the thing about Alonzo, what's crazy about it is like you look at his numbers, absolutely nuts. He's not even the MVP on his own team. Francisco Lindor is the MVP on his team. <laughs> Francisco Lindor, by every war metric, look at any of them. Francisco Lindor is the most valuable player on the Mets, and it's not particularly one of the most valuable either. players in baseball. Yes, correct. Um, and Lindor himself reached 100 RBIs this week, by the way. So, you know, Pete Alonso is first in the National League in RBIs. Francisco Lindor is third in the National League in RBIs. That's a recipe for a lot of winning baseball games. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. Wish they would win this one. Not for Pete's lack of trying, though. <laughs> not for Pete's lack of trying. I know, for Pete. I was going to say, number 40, that's another big, like, you know, milestone hitting 40 on this season. First met to have 40 in two different seasons. Yeah. Kind of nuts. I was going to say, so Pete's just 
gonna put himself all over in the record books. <laughs> he's well, he's already he's like right on the heels of Duda and Conforto for most home runs at City Field. Oh wow! And he's yep. still just a baby. Yep. Oh, no, no. What if he like uh, takes down David Wright all his stuff? I mean, he probably will. I mean, if they the, the Mets should consider extending him very strongly, and if they do, then he probably will. I mean, I think he'll yeah. probably he'll probably take over David Wright on home runs pretty readily because he is just a dingers guy in a way that Wright yeah. wasn't exactly in the same way. Right, it's a better hitter, but like I was gonna say, plus Pete like started out of the gate with what fifty three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but then he had the COVID shortened season, so that might have like evened them out for a little bit. But yeah, I don't. Did David ever hit forty? I don't think so. No, no. I know he was a thirty thirty guy at one point, but I don't think he ever reached forty. No, no. He never even got particularly close to forty. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shout out to, as we mentioned, Dollars for Dingers, uh, a co-king, Eduardo Escobar, who uh, hit the first Grand Slam of his career this week. That makes two Mets and, not, and two new Mets for this season who came over and hit their first career Grand Slams, Escobar and also Canna. Yeah, veteran players who it's I mean, like neither of them are home run hitters the way that Pete Alonso is, but they each hit, you know, a fair number of homers every year. Like they're not, you know, they're not single digit home run guys like they're guys who will hit 20 home runs a season. And so the fact that they've reached this stage of their careers and never hit a Grand Slam is like kind of amazing. Um, but they both well, did it. Kind of being on the A's probably didn't help. <laughs> Yeah, although these were good during parts of his True. tenure. But take True. no free agents. They literally tore it down. They tore down a good team that included yeah. Montana and Matt Olson and <laughs> every Frankie Montes and everybody else they traded. And Marcus Semien. Everyone. Um, so, you know, that those teams were good. Um, but yeah, I mean... Is it going to suck if the Mets don't win the division? Yeah, it's going to hurt a lot, especially since they led the entire season. Um, yeah, they held on so, so long. But you're going to have two 100-plus win, 100 win teams in the division, and that's just the way it is. That's the way the shakes go, and it's it, it sucks and it hurts. I'm not going to pretend I'm not upset about it, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I oscillate a lot 
partially because like, you know, I, I spend a lot of time just like sitting and stewing about the Mets because I can't really do anything else since I can barely walk or move. Um, so don't get me wrong. I've had my angry days about it, but like I can't get too deep in the in the sads about it because like, what am I going to do? Sit here and be like pissed off that the Mets won 102 games? I can't. And also, like you said, this they're making the playoffs anyway, and then anything can happen once you're in the playoffs. Yes. Although winning the division is so, a huge, huge advantage. Yeah. With, with the current format. Not having to play that wild card round. You can set up your your rotation how you want. Um, but, you know. We'll see. It's going to be it's going to be uh, quite the series in Atlanta if the games don't get rained out. Just my heart um, is like seizing you, in my chest already. I'm too yeah, old for I know. this. Oh my god. Oh, I'm going to be what so stressed out. They're basically going to be playoff games. I'm going to be so stressed. They out. are. And I think I'm recapping one of them shit. Me too. <laughs> I'm recapping uh, Why did I do that? I'm Why recapping am I I'm, I'm recapping Friday like an idiot. I think I'm recapping Saturday. Well, because I was if like, I can't recap. Happens. I can't recap during Dollars for Dingers. I can't recap when I had my surgery. There was just like too many other things like to work around. And so I picked this one because I knew it was a safe weekend when I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, that was the <laughs> same with me. Yeah, I thought it was relative. I'm like, oh, they'll be wrapped up by then. It'll be fine. Idiot. Why do I do this? Yeah, that's not, that's going to be very stressful. Um, but oh, yeah, but that might be a Jake because they did what isn't it Bassett, DeGrom, and Scherzer? Yeah, I mean, they lined it up for the top three to go. Yeah, yeah, so, so. they have a shot. Yep, they sure do. And Spencer Strider is on the IL, yes, now he too. is. So Spencer Strider's on the IL, um, which, like, don't sucks. get me wrong, I would really like the Mets to not ever face him, but like, that kind of sucks. I you yeah, don't want to see like young players uh kept like that and especially like in this moment just not be able to be part of it yeah it, it does suck for a rookie to contribute so much to a team that's going to the postseason and not be able to participate is yeah. um but but yeah um should be uh <laughs> my nails are going to be little stubs this weekend uh, yeah my poor kitties especially maddie she feeds off mangs and when i get anxious she can always tell and she like feeds off of it and then starts bothering me which then gets me more upset so she's she's in for a rough weekend yep my kids are learning all the bad words <laughs> <laughs> yep yep um we'll see but it's it's exciting to be able to care this much about a baseball game this late in the season it has certainly been a long while it is but like when i was watching the rangers playoffs earlier in the year i was like why did i want this this is torture yeah why did i this like pray for this yeah <laughs> you asked like, for this you wanted and it's not fun serious <laughs> monkey's paw shit yeah it is it really is it's like you asked for this it's like as my heart beats like 140 beats a minute <laughs> And my watch is like, you're exercising. And I'm like, sure am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to not sleep for weeks on end. Yeah, I just experienced (laughs) that. And let me tell you, it's not great. I'm going to experience it again. 
I can't wait to like feel like I'm going to throw up for three straight hours. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> and then not go to sleep because I'm too hyped up on adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just going to be no sleep, feeling nauseous constantly. Yep. And still having to like, like function you- as a human at work and like <laughs> in my day to day. Like, like that's the thing that like, that like really blew my mind during like the 2015 playoff run. I was like, I have to go to work after this. I have to like be a human and like live my life and not like just stand there and scream. <laughs> well, and I also like, I, I had really- a um, I had a one and a half year old at the time, and wow. his schedule was not my schedule, and yeah. he was up very very early every single day, and I still am not totally sure how I did it. Like I. It wasn't good. It was very bad. My body was in terrible shape. I've never recovered. But yeah. like, yeah, that was. And now I'm older, which just seems like a terrible plan from the get go. And like, well, you I know, for getting up and being like, oh, my God, the Mets play today. Oh, my God. And then I, as soon as like getting up in the morning, my stomach was already in knots. I couldn't focus at work. I just wanted to go home like how how am I supposed to do this again? Like and you said, like, I'm old now. People are like trying to like make plans for October. Like, you <laughs> know, like I just got an invite to like a, a birthday party slash housewarming and like, I'm going to go, but I'm like, that's, that's my complaint. Like, what day is that? And I'm like looking at the postseason schedule and I'm like, <laughs> stay tuned though, folks, because we are going to try to have some sort of shared, uh, torture activity uh for various playoff games yeah i don't know what that'll look like yet but think about yeah, it stay tuned tortured activity yeah no seriously i don't know like what else would you just like digging our nails into each other's arms for three hours yeah maybe maybe it'll just be that while trying not to vomit yeah yeah handing each other like doggy bags <laughs> i was that and succeeding please yeah. Please succeed in that effort. But I actually literally got a doggy bag when when I left the surgical center. Like Aww. when they wheeled me out in the wheelchair, they literally handed Aww. me a doggy bag. And we're like, and you're was so like, full of chemicals. We don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. They were like, this is for the ride home. And I was like, cool. I didn't end up needing it. I shouldn't. But I threw it out and I shouldn't have because I should have just kept it for the Mets playoffs. Yeah, there's some things that they, the doctors, they just know that. Ooh, yeah. I still have it's like inter- when you have a baby you don't have to say anything the nurse is definitely going to give you a stool softener just let and yep. don't don't question it she knows I still have anti- <laughs> anti-nausea meds that I never took because you know one of the side effects of the pain medication that they put you on after surgery is it can make you nauseous luckily that is one of the side effects I did not experience <laughs> but therefore I have a supply of anti-nausea <laughs> meds that I might How many just you have? save I mean, it just seems like one of those things that, like, you'll never be mad that you have it. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah. We are are glad to have you back to somewhat full strength. Yes, yes, thank you. I'm working on it. I can at least podcast. That is one thing I can do. Um, But yeah, just uh, a few notes. I mean, we're going to probably be pretty, obviously, as we head into postseason content, we're going to be pretty Mets heavy. I know that we like to like split our content between Mets things and baseball things, but 
Mets for once are very exciting. And so uh, we're probably going to be pretty Mets heavy um, as we head into October in the postseason. Um, but there are a few uh, wider baseball notes to discuss. Obviously, we've we've talked at length about the minor league unionization, um, and we haven't we don't have anything new to say about it this week necessarily. But I do want to shout out um, Emma Bachelary's piece on Sports yes. Illustrated about it um, because it's fantastic, and you all should read it. And it features a lot of former and current Mets. Um, that were in that were heavily involved in driving this process from the inside. Josh Tolley, all Josh Tolley King, <laughs> Josh Tolley Labor King. We absolutely love to see it. We love we to see stand. our friend Trevor Hildenberger good heavily Trevor. featured in this article. Good we love Trevor. our good Trevors. Um, our our friend Tom Hackmer, uh, current Mets minor leaguer, uh, has quotes in this article as well. Um, so yeah, you should you should absolutely check it out. Um, it it was an an incredible read. Um, she got she got to talk to a lot of awesome people who were involved in making this this thing happen. This this thing that's like probably the biggest labor win in baseball since like free agency. I don't know, like really and truly, it's it's a huge win. It's a huge win for labor. Um, so yeah, you should check that out. Um. And baseball in general is just really fun right now. Like the Mets are fun. Obviously, we've talked about that at length. Um, But there's other things going on in baseball that are really fun right now. Like records happening all over the place. Obviously, Shohei Otani continuing to be just the unique historic player that he is. Um, Albert But do not read the Shohei Otani article that came out today. Oh, God, God. no. I mean, read it, but also laugh a lot. Um, Yeah. But... Um, and Pujols, I also have to, I feel like he's one of those guys who's been around so long. It's easy to just take him for granted. So he turned around and he gave us 699 and 700, like one after the other. And I just, I love him for that, for reminding us, you know, that, that he really does deserve to be up in that like highest tier that these numbers really put him in and, and don't sleep on Pujols, man. He is just one of the best of the best. And we were really, we're really lucky to get to watch him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember I went to the, ugh, the freaking NLCS in 06, the same game Alice did. Uh, so Toguchi game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting in the upper deck at Shea Stadium freezing and Albert Pujols coming up and saying, I need to take a picture of him because he's going, he's really good. And I should probably document that I saw Albert Pujols play. So I have a picture of Albert Pujols at Shea Stadium in game two of the NLCS because. <laughs> Yeah, oh six me <laughs> realized I was seeing something special. So thank you, oh six me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Even it's, if the game was terrible. Ugh. Oh my god. Um, seven hundred home runs is just incredible. It's incredible. That's bonkers. It's we're witnessing so many things in this era of baseball right now that like are so special. Like things that like you can tell your grandkids about that you got to see. Like what Albert Pujols is doing right now, what Aaron Judge is doing right now. Um, I mean, regardless of... Regardless I of always feel bad him. for him now. I really, I I really do want him to, to break that. He's pressing. He has to be. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about, you know, everyone being like, oh, the real home run record is. Like, you know, it's still an incredible achievement to hit 60 home runs in one season. 
Like that's nuts. Like think about like what Pete Alonso is doing and like judge has hit 20 more home runs than that. Like that's just mind boggling to me. Like it's nuts. It's just like, it's historic. It's something you don't see. Um, yeah, but we really are in this embarrassment of riches. It's incredible. Um, so by the way, um, I do want to bring up the fact that so, like, obviously, you know, he's like Linda said, he's, he's pressing a little bit. Um, and Yankees fans were ultra salty that the Blue Jays walked Aaron Judge intentionally in the game last night. And I just got to say, like one person talking Jake, I'm going to I'm just going to name him. I, I don't care. I'm going to name and shame in this case, because normally I just say like people on Twitter when I want to subtweet on the podcast. Yeah, this was but, like, one particular. This, yeah, I'm going to name and shame when your take is particularly bad. And when you're like a public figure who like tweets bad takes for attention like this guy does. Um. Talking Jake tweeted that it was bad for baseball. But the no, that's such nonsense. Walked Aaron Judge intentionally. And I was like, I was like, yeah, bad for baseball when baseball teams try to win baseball games. <laughs> like, it's, are you serious? The Blue Jays are still playing meaningful baseball. The Blue Jays are trying yeah. to make the playoffs, you doofus. <laughs> of and course, they're going to walk Aaron really Judge intentionally. Team. And you can't on one breath, you can't in one breath talk about like, you know, asterisks and and you know whether or not some record was really earned and then turn around and say that like judge should be getting meatballs or something like come on man yeah seriously that goes both ways like and you know i i think deep down even aaron judge even maybe not like right this exact moment but soon we'll recognize that it is better to have like gotten it the right way and it and it will happen it's i I'm really excited for it too. He is obviously like in agony right now, but like just just hang in there and stop with the bullshit takes like the Blue Jays should throw a game to give him the record. Like that's just ridiculous. It's like, it's, Yankees. it's Yankees. It's Yankees shit. Yeah, the world doesn't revolve around the Yankees. Like the Blue Jays deserve to win a game and they're they trying like to make the yeah. playoffs. And again, everything that walk it off wasn't it like really exciting? Oh, yes, that was yes, they won the game in extras. The Blue Jays won the game in extras. There's just so, so much good baseball, baseball happening right this game. second. And like, it's just incredible. I don't even have a problem with the fact that you know ESPN and all, like everybody else is like you know doing live look-ins of Judge during other games. Like, I get why other fan bases are annoyed about that. I understand because it's like. You know, here's I'm trying to watch my team. Like, I don't really care about this, but it's a it's an important thing for baseball. I don't even mind that. Like, that's yeah, I kind of like the check ins. Yeah, the check ins are fine. You know, if it was for if it was like something happening every season or something like that, then no. But this is this is unique or like, I don't know, like judges just going for like not just the AL record, but like just maybe just the Yankees franchise record. I get a little like if they were doing like live look ins of Pete at other like if I put myself in other fan shoes and they were doing live look ins of Pete to like beat the Mets RBI record, like I'd be pissed. I'd be like, who cares? Um, Obviously, as a Mets fan, I care deeply, but like other fan bases shouldn't care about like franchise records. But judge is doing like baseball history here like al baseball history so i understand it um but the one thing like 
I don't know. It's just like Yankees fans do think the world revolves around them and it's like pretty annoying. Also, can we talk about the fact that ESPN chose of all players, Josh Donaldson as the guy that they're going to mic up during the like to talk about like as Aaron Judge is like batting. Did someone lose a bet? Jeez. That's who they chose on Sunday Night Baseball. (laughs) They chose Josh Donaldson to be mic'd up during the Aaron Judge at bats. I was like, are you kidding me? Some idiot intern was like listening to to rock and roll music and heard anyone but Josh Donaldson. Literally, and... I mean, like, I understand that Aaron Judge yeah. himself probably like doesn't want to be mic'd up right now. And like, he's not the type of guy he's like, he's kind of like Jacob deGrom in the sense that he just like, he's not naturally like doesn't seek the spotlight. He's not a big like media attention guy. And that's fine. We should let players be themselves, like whether that's being flashy or being very understated. And Aaron Judge is very understated. And that's fine. And if he doesn't want to be mic'd up, he shouldn't have to be. That's totally fine. But they could have gotten literally anybody else. I'm sure Anthony Rizzo would have done it. He does it all the time. Just let him do it. But it's instead, like, it's just it, like, it almost feels intentional. Like how it really does. We really fuck this you one know, up. Like, were you hoping you would say something like controversial? <laughs> it's literally like it's literally like hmm. There's at least a fifty percent chance that there's going to be a slur live on ESPN tonight. Let's go. For it. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, we'll have like the, there'll be like the um the live Aaron Judge coming up to that camera. And then also the live, is he going to get canceled Josh Donaldson camera at the same time, like picture in picture? Right. <laughs> and this just like, proves that have... nobody ever gets canceled because they literally mic'd him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like, in fact, true. in fact, what he did has gotten him a bigger platform and more attention. Congratulations, Ugh. society. <laughs> if Nick Castellanos could be in this game in any way, that would really be, that would really be the perfect... It, really it would have to be on like a 10 second delay just in case he does slip and say something really gonna need him to say i don't know if i'm gonna be putting on this headset again <laughs> i um As i just a man hope of he faith. says something that makes i i have i liked my josh donaldson asshole tweet and i'm excited to be able to reshare it if he uh gives me a good opportunity i always like when that happens I'm like yeah. oh i can resurrect that one excellent well, at least we can celebrate that Lindor and Canna were both amazing when they were mic'd up. Yes, fantastic. Ten out of ten. They're just like, they're just like they're, they're guys. Like dudes. they're just yeah, they're appealing, friendly, interesting, reasonably intelligent people. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having not like, universally reviled. Rooting for <laughs> yeah. likable guys, always good. <laughs> Not a douche, bro. Yeah. We love, we love, we love that the Mets are easy to root for this year. It's just very nice. Yeah. Um, it's like a little freebie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we will end the show this week, like we always do, with walk-off wins, where each of us talks about something that is making us happy this week, baseball-related or otherwise. Linda Surovich, what is your walk-off win for this week? It's not the most exciting walk-off win, but I'm just happy I was able to put my fall decorations up. That is a hell of a walk-off win. I like it. Yeah, like, I have a lot of foxes because I love foxes. So I got so excited. I finally got to, like, pull my foxes out of the closet and start decorating and, you know, put all my fall stuff out. 
so like I did it like at midnight the day before <laughs> 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 it turned um, before the first day of fall. I I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Forget it. Um, and then I have my fall soaps from Bath and Body Works. My fall like car clip. I bought a new little owl one because my fox ones are falling apart. So like, I was never really a big fall person because it usually meant I was back in school as a kid. <laughs> and, um, that meant summer was over. But now I've grown to appreciate fall and you know fully embrace the fallness of it. Um, so and like you know, all the like apple scents and stuff. Like I'm your basic white girl. Now. Oh, and we went apple picking and went to an apple festival, two separate events this weekend. So oh. I feel you on the apple yeah. vibes. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. You really can't. So that's my walk off win is appreciating fall. That's good. I like that. It used to be that like fall meant the end of baseball season, but if the Mets continue to be good, it won't be the end of their season as often. And so I can yeah, I can get down with fall a little bit more then. Yeah. Um, Maggie Wiggins, what is your walk off win? Um, I I did suffer from a case of not a lot of walk off winitis this week, but um, so I picked for my walk off win polar bear pete because he has just given us so much to enjoy um he delights the living bejesus out of my children um and (laughs) my my daughter who's five she has a made-up town called princess town um and their baseball team is the princess town polar bears so um amazing that is that's you know it's just something special that Pete just we kind of alluded a few minutes ago to the Mets being like very um very like good hearted this season and like just really amazing vibes and that starts and ends with Pete Alonzo. He's just like the designated vibes guy in that clubhouse. You know, there's he he obviously he provides leadership in, you know, similar ways that you you've got someone like Max Scherzer who does obviously he performs on the field. He's very focused. He's a hard worker, but also the vibes are just off the charts. Yes. So, you know, I and you know, when when times are tough, there's always Pete Alonzo waiting to hit a three run homer. Yeah, that's true. This is true. So thank you, Pete, for giving us a lot of those. This and, and you know, and we just touched on it briefly, but like the Mets all time RBI record, first Met ever to have two forty home run seasons. Uh, major league lead in RBI. He's just like, he's killing it. Um, And he's really cementing himself as a Mets legend. And it's so much fun to get to watch in real time, not least of all, because he seems to be an incredibly genuinely good dude. Yes. Mets extend Pete Alonso post haste because like, we really have no choice at this point. Please. Uh, I I will cry. Yeah, like this is the first year my niece has really like started following baseball, and she also fell in love with Pete. So Pete needs to stay around forever for M's sake. Yeah, for all of our sakes. For all of our sakes, yes. Um, my walk off win, like each of yours, is a simple one. <laughs> uh, my walk off wins are probably going to be very small and very simple for a while, but that's just the nature of what my situation is right now. I've got to celebrate the small victories when they come. 
So my walk-off win is that I slept through the night last night for the first time in a week. <laughs> um, and I took my first steps today. They were still with the crutches, but without the brace. I, at PT today, I took my very first like little baby steps. Um, so yeah, recovery is going uh going smoothly um slowly but surely like every single tiny thing like today i lifted my leg up off of a table without help like that's those are things that are wins for me at this point um so that is that's my walk-off win is that i finally have been able to sleep (laughs) and it's made a world of difference um but if you find yourself awake at night unable to sleep you can go to amazingavenue.com. We have tons of fantastic content for you. We are, in fact, ramping up the content as we approach playoff time. Uh, like I mentioned, I had an article this week about Carrasco versus Walker for the playoff rotation. There's a lot of articles uh, out there right now. Michael wrote one about the the bullpen. Um, so we're exploring a lot of aspects of like who should make the playoff roster. Um and all that sort of analysis along with our all of our regular morning news posts game recaps um over at amazingavenue.com you can follow amazing avenue on twitter facebook and instagram at amazing avenue you can follow this show on twitter at a pot of their own you can follow each of us on twitter i am at petite phd where are you linda at linda Servage. and you maggie at maggie 162 you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from Please rate and review the show. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there's no crying in